Hello and welcome to this episode of Tuesdays with Mummy, a weekly conversational podcast where my mother and I chat about the happenings in our lives. Say hello to your crowd, Mummy. Hello everyone. This is Kala here and thank you for joining us today. It's great to have Amma back on the podcast about after about 10 days away and when she suggested this topic to me initially, I was very curious to understand what her motivations were. Turns out we've gotten inspiration from my dad this week. My dad often hums and sings along to things when he works and it's always a chirpy atmosphere at home because when he's not on calls talking to the office it's very frequently that he'll drown you in nostalgia either through a 1990s hindi piece or through humming one of his favorite things my nursery rhymes so this week that's what we're talking about we're talking about nursery rhymes that i used to sing as a child and the memories that they evoke for both my parents and myself So amma what are your earliest memories of nursery rhymes They hold such a special place in your heart because that was one of the first things that you would have heard from your parents the voice the sounds the syllables and over the years repeating them again and again they would have created some very lasting impressions um I remember learning a few in my mother tongue fortunately one or two of them uh, not many but most of them were in english and it's funny how um, whenever a guest visits they often make their children recite it as a pride of them knowing the language or as a trophy kid who can recite these rhymes and songs So I guess this is what I remember where my parents used to tell me to sing as soon as we had a relative who dropped in or a family friend who used to come over and me and my sister used to join together clap hands and sing our favorite songs what about your stages what do you recollect as a child I can recall a lot of memories not from nursery but more from KG1 and KG2 uh the music teachers at school that the vice scholars were fantastic and every year we used to get a song book and in those song book not only did we have songs but we had a lot of nursery rhymes contained as well and sir keith used to play his casio keyboard that had a background track and we used to sing along our nursery rhymes with them so that's my that's my earliest memory of nursery rhymes i know that some of them used to be taught to us as spoken word and then some of them like those songs used to get taught to us and those are tunes that are just stuck in my head even today like the kukubara song or the woodpecker song and you know things like three blind mice and row 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 your boat they just stick with you permanently so when you listen to a song that sounds familiar very often they borrow from these nursery rhymes in terms of their tunes and that's something that we sort of take really frequently so tejas can you recite any of them for us sure so i mean i can recite row 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 your boat which was row 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 your boat gently down the stream merrily 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 life is but a dream and i think that sort of sticks in my head very frequently uh but what do you think the significance of these rhymes are uh well for me the importance uh has as a child there is a lot of development in the social skills and also in terms of non verbal communication skills like whenever the children are taught these nursery rhymes there's a lot of facial expressions that go into them 
and as toddlers they observe the parents and they learn to imitate them whether it is crying or whether it is smiling so then we also get to know that they are happy listening to all this that they are having fun that they are enjoying it and also as and when they are about 2 2 and a half years like for example you you recited the ro 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 about gently uh, down the street right so it is normally sat in a circle and you hold hands so it kind of develops social skills as well so i think it the these nursery rhymes have a lot of significance the rhyme and rhythm highlights the sounds and the syllables and it also is a very important family activity and it exposes children to vocabulary too and counting numbers for example you have the favorite one 1 2 buckle my shoe 3 4 shut the door so children start learning the numbers as well what are your thoughts on this yes so i mean when you when you said 1 2 buckle my shoe my first memory was of sir gabriel from dubai scholars who was this charismatic man who used to lead all of our games periods and he used to come up with the craziest replacements for all of these things i can't recall his witty like witty substitutions now but i know that if we had music period followed by games period it would always be the correct version of the nursery rhyme in music period and a completely screwed up version in the games period that we learned <laughs> i remember i mean talking about sir gabriel just as a side note I remember he used to say, "I'll I'll send you straight to Sheikh Rashid Hospital." <laughs> he used to tell us when we were in grade two, grade three, which was the scariest thing to hear at the time. It was he was really quite a joker. Um, but I think the the significance of rhymes is also that it teaches you, like you said, the music here. You really pick up a ear for what pacing should be like and what regular conversation pacing should be like. um music clapping on beats for example becomes very common when you're learning nursery rhymes but more than that i think it develops like a connect with these sort of simple phrases it's why when i look at what children's entertainment is today i am very disappointed by it like children's entertainment today is so bad compared to what my childhood entertainment was like the nursery rhymes of today are things like baby shark I don't know if you've seen this baby shark thing but it's just a baby shark and the entire the entire song is baby shark do 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 baby shark do 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 baby shark is it a nursery rhyme baby shark like and this is something that kids watch like with mindless entertainment i know this because i've watched it mindlessly like for four and a half minutes I put on a baby shark video and I watched it, and I learned nothing out of it. I didn't learn something about sharks or anything. With the woodpecker, no. Like if you look at the woodpecker woodpecker song, the first lines are "He's up each morning bright and early to wake up all the neighborhood to sing through every boy and girly his happy serenade on wood." he's as happy as a man can be and you learn about woodpeckers as a concept like you learn that they peck on the same tree these sort of you know it teaches you traits about these things right and yeah like it, it, it instills that curiosity also in a child yeah. when they're going out to look out for all these yeah like kukubara sit on which tree old gum tree like these are really cool pieces of trivia whether true or false it just it creates that sort of awareness I know nothing about this baby shark now because this baby shark is baby shark do 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 do. 
like what am i supposed to do with that do 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 i it it just baffles me a lot and of course i'm sure that there's good nursery rhymes out there as well that i developed recently but that's something that i find quite quite curious the other thing is the cross cultural element to it so uh nursery rhymes and childhood songs have a very strong cross cultural element because of the way that they pass through uh different countries of course a lot of it is because of how colonialism spread so we have a lot of nursery rhymes that we inherited from the british in india or from the british in like half the world and then the french and the spanish in their respective areas and the portuguese as well uh but the cross cultural element of it allows children of a young age to settle into a new country very quickly if you take a child and you displace him at year 3 when he's 3 years and you move him to a new country when he's 4 years old the abrasiveness of that cultural shift gets reduced by things like nursery rhymes because it's the same tune that exists across countries i'll take an example of this i know in french class i learned this song called frere jacques frere jacques frere jacques dormez-vous dormez-vous ta na 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 you know this like this, <laughs> yes, this thing yes right? yes yes i remember yeah. listening to it uh, and the english version is are you sleeping are you sleeping brother john brother john it's the same tune the same thing in english and in french and that sort of that makes learning the new language also so much easier because you can translate in your head dormez-vous is are you sleeping Mm-hmm. which is i i don't know it, that cross cultural element i think is also something that's really significant with nursery rhymes and one yeah. other aspect is the story building if you have noticed like simple things like jack and jill then up the hill there is a start to it there is a middle to it and then there is an end to it so yeah. those t- children then your as toddlers they start listening to this build up of a story and the proper conclusion so at a later stage when you start narrating a longer stories they have that eagerness to hear to what it is all about and they develop the patience to reach until the concluding part yeah 100% and also when they become teenagers or like a little older they start to use it to make good jokes like jack and jill became something really absurd i don't know if you know this jack and jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of water god knows what they did up there they came back with a daughter oh do you know this <laughs> you actually hadn't heard it before no. <laughs> yeah so that's what jack and jill becomes when you become a little older and then you know uh, even with children's songs you know that in the jungle the mighty jungle the lion sleeps tonight Yes. When I became a little older, for me in my head, that that song is now in the jungle, the mighty jungle, the lion sleeps tonight. When he farted, the earth departed, and everybody died. That's what I like. I mean, I know the original lyrics, but these are just much better. And yeah, give some comical relief. <laughs> yeah, but like, why is it that I make jokes with nursery rhymes? I just, I mean, it's it's because it's something that's universally humorous. if i go and i start singing jack and jill went up the hill like in this version to anybody they will laugh because <laughs> once they're older because everybody knows that's not what the original jack and jill is so what do you think is a, a parent or an adult's role in singing these nursery rhymes so there's obviously appa's role in it which is to inspire podcast episodes for his son and his wife which i think is is one role that any parent can take on but no i think that um 
there's one there's obviously forced repetition like i think if you if you get anyone to repeat it obviously they learn things quicker that also activates a lot of memory uh memory parts of the brain we we remember all of these things because it's through repetition uh, if we said it once we're very unlikely to remember it um i think you can also instill a lot of confidence in the way that you say it if children are actually imitating you then use props using actions singing slowly singing fast enjoying it teaches them to enjoy it as well it's an activity you know like i don't think i genuinely don't think that parents should be switching on youtube and allowing the child to just watch it on youtube because it's all animated on youtube most of it uh which doesn't you know convey that personal sort of touch yeah. but second i think it's also a really good you know car pass time if you want to shut up a kid who's who's really irritating make them sing nursery rhymes i so i hate planes when babies cry okay like i think it's a the worst thing you can do is to get a crying baby on a plane you have no control over it i understand the kid may start crying at some point with without your you know um causing them to cry but i will still blame you as the parent for doing it because i think that one really nice way to shut a child up when they're crying is to play a nursery rhyme or play a song that they like and say oh you know you like it and if you play it on an airplane i'm telling you at least two or three people will give you sympathy because they are seeing that you're trying to keep the child quiet with a nursery rhyme but yeah i think and they may also join and you don't know in the flight yeah yeah correct if if i was there i don't have you seen that friends episode when uh, uh, rachel and ross realize that <laughs> emma the kid does not like nursery rhymes but she likes this song called baby got back and she starts singing it it's a really funny scene i think those are sort of things that a uh, parents or an adult's role is in singing nursery rhymes that's that's i, I used to enjoy even now i continue to enjoy singing that it it holds such fond memories such close to my heart um i do remember singing them even with my cousins my favorite used to be three blind mice for whatever reason you know because i i found it hilarious when the verse says they all ran up to the farmer's wife who chopped off their tails with a carving knife i just couldn't <laughs> imagine how she could chop off <laughs> yeah no i i i think my favorite one of all is uh, humpty dumpty because humpty dumpty was an egg so i found that really funny like i found how it was it was really funny because you know in every um animation or every story nowhere in humpty dumpty does it say he was an egg or he was egg shaped the four lines are humpty dumpty sat on a wall humpty dumpty had a great fall all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put humpty together again where does it say humpty is an egg but humpty <laughs> has become an egg for everyone people draw eyes and a smile on an egg and say oh humpty dumpty like <laughs> that they have two legs <laughs> yeah but he is not an egg like there is nothing that says that uh, he is an egg he's just portrayed as an egg even though he's not explicitly described like that which i find pretty funny but yeah those are those are my memories of uh, everything related to nursery times 
and that i think brings us to the conclusion of this episode thank you so much for tuning in it's been such a great joy to have amma back on this podcast and speaking to her and going down this nostalgia trip has been very enjoyable for me i hope you've enjoyed listening to us talking about it as well and if you did i highly recommend watching baby shark to compare the nursery rhymes of today with the nursery rhymes of your own childhood subscribe and do listen in next tuesday for another episode of tuesdays with mummy we're out on anchor spotify or wherever you choose to listen to podcasts we'll see you next week again goodbye